0: Welcome to the Leading for Impact podcast brought to you by ITI. I'm one of your hosts, Francisco Canche, a specialist here with the Instructional Technology Initiative, also known as ITI.
1: Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. I am Jamie Galgana, a specialist with ITI. Happy to be a host here alongside Francisco for our podcast.
0: Today's topic will be. I'm sure many of you have been wondering this. Who is ITI? What does ITI do and the impact of ITI throughout the district? So for that, we have a fantastic special guest today, our director, Sophia Mendoza. I will, uh, Jamie, allow to do the introduction of our guest. And thank you, Sophia, for joining us.
1: Yes. So we have been anticipating the launch of this podcast. And being joined today is our first ever guest of honor. Sophia Mendoza. What's very special about Sophia is that she is a proud alumni of the Los Angeles Unified School District, having served in multiple capacities over the course of nearly 24 years with the district. Sophia has served in multiple capacities from being a bilingual teacher, coordinator, assistant principal, principal, and now as the director of the Instructional Technology Initiative, also known as ITI. Recently, Sophia was awarded the 2019 ISTI Impact Award, a great recognition, recognizing her work in establishing strategic partnerships and programs that expand instructional technology opportunities for all students. Today, you will take some key takeaways from Sophia as a systems leader. Get ready to listen as she shares evidence about how you can showcase rigorous and relevant instructional activities in the classroom. We'll be sharing some knowledge as well, thinking about how that might translate to your current efforts at your school site and in your role. And finally, you'll wanna grab your paper and pencil Jot down some of these notes as we share some of the resources that will help inform your thinking and work as an educational leader. To all of our listeners everywhere, please join me in giving a warm welcome to Sophia Mendoza.
2: Hi there, Jamie. Hi, Francisco. Thank you so much for This invitation to join you today to, you know, have this chat around the work that's been happening here in the nation's second largest school district, LA Unified.
0: Thank you. So here's what we'll start, if you can, by please telling us about the team and the structure of ITI.
2: Yes, so um, this has been definitely a work in progress, you know, taking from our work in computer science, you know, we've continued to iterate over, wow, the last seven, eight years, you know, starting back in 2012, 2013, our leaders at the time here in LA Unified really had a vision that has brought us to where we are today without their vision, without their leadership. Um, we would definitely be in a different place. Um, you know, we started back as the Common Core Technology Project, CCTP, a wonderful collaboration between then the um, Curriculum Instruction Office with the Information Technology Division, really looking at how can we build schools of the future. Again, our leaders had that foresight to start investing in our students, and most importantly, in our educators and in this paradigm shift that we are experiencing now in 2021. Throughout that time, we've continued to evolve and iterate, and I like to say level up um, our own skill set to meet the needs of our educators, really meeting our educators where they're at. That has been core to our work in around 2015, our office did uh, take on a new initiative called the Instructional Technology Initiative, where there were some major shifts that happened. The first was that we moved from being a project that only supported a handful of schools, when I say handful, I mean about roughly 100, to then being a support district-wide. Again, our leadership saw that there was a need to expand supports to all schools. Um, One outcome of that was that professional development was now being offered in instructional technology for all educators, wherever they might be on the continuum. Really moving from what we used to call tapping the glass, like the how-tos, to really leveraging standards such as ISTE standards for students to leverage technology, but most important, instructional practices coupled together to make that impact on instruction. Laying that groundwork for professional development was key. Gathering insights from our, our community, you know, we spent, and you know, Francisco, you were there, <laughs> you can attest to this, we spent about a year and a half really digging in with our community. And when I say community, I mean our educators, our practitioners, our families, students, other experts in the ed tech community, as well as, get this, neighboring districts. We learned from neighboring districts on what worked in their implementation of instructional technology. And, you know, a year and a half later, We collectively created a document called the Instructional Technology Initiative Task Force Recommendations, which really propelled us and kind of set um, a, a path forward on how we might, again, might start to look at instructional technology. And, you know, one of the big, big bright spots, I guess there's actually three big bright spots that came out of that work. One was really propelling the learning management system, right? We needed a place, we needed a a repository, we needed a central hub. So, the Instructional Technology Initiative took the lead with our partners in information technology to ensure that we had a learning management system. Again, thinking forward, again, I, I think back to those days, it's like, wow, you know, we did so much groundwork for where we are today. The second big component that came out of that work was the adoption of the International Society for Technology and Education standards. We were the first district in the world to adopt these standards. So that really made a big impact on providing a framework for instructional technology, professional development for not only our teachers in the classroom, but also our Ed leaders, you know, this now provided some uh, guardrails, guidance around what it could look like when you leverage technology effectively for instruction. And, and the third, I think, really was looking at how can we reimagine supports to schools, right? In the past, we had uh, coaches that were really spread very thinly and were supporting up to three, four schools. And when those coaches went into school, they were primarily there for tech support. And that was not where they were going to really make an impact. So we reimagined what that would look like. And um, we got feedback from our task force. And a lot of the feedback was that in order to make this immense shift in, in teaching practices, You needed a guide on the side. You needed a coach that was going to help the educator think through and be their thought partner in a safe space, as well as providing some support and guidance to the administrator, the school site leader. You know, myself having been an assistant principal and principal at two very large elementary schools having someone to help you think through your strategy, especially when you have a new initiative, it is really key. So thus, the practitioner school model of support was born. Um, and we can, you know, at another time, maybe I come back, or maybe we can have one of our practitioner school principals come back and tell you about what that experience has been like. But most importantly, I think the big takeaway I would love for the listeners to understand about the Instructional Technology Initiative is that we are positioned in the center of the division of instruction so that we are supporting our counterparts. So, for example, being able to be at the table when our mathematics, our elementary English language arts team is gathering when the arts department is gathering and to really provide that additional lens of how might we leverage technology to ensure that these content areas are, you know number one, engaging fun, bring that joy back to um, learning for our students, especially during this this time um, that we've all collectively experienced over the last year and a half also to think about how might we, start codifying some of these best practices that we're seeing across the district. So, you know, we're in a very unique position being a part of the division of instruction. That's, that's, I think,
0: one of our biggest assets that we have in the Instructional Technology Initiative. That was great. Thank you for providing and making all those connections. I mean, I, I just wanted to see if you could expand just a bit on like the importance of professional development.
2: Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for asking that, that follow-up question, because whenever you're going into what I've learned over my time here in in LA Unified and also some, you know, my personal life as well, having a common understanding, having a common language as we start to experience change um, is very critical. So you know, During that time when everyone was advocating for what their ideas were are about what the future of LA Unified and Instructional Technology should look like, um, a lot of folks, we were all saying the same thing, but we didn't have a common language. And that's why when we had that preview and we got the opportunity to make input on the ISTE standards for students, that's when I just, I can really see like the light bulb Turning on on our committee members saying, "Yeah, that's what I meant. That's exactly what I meant when I talked about this," and it really unified our understanding. We were, we then had a common language to start from, so that was very helpful. Being having a common understanding, common language, because you know here in education we have so many different terms, um, but I think one thing where where we learned early on is that we needed to set when we met this, this is what we mean in here in LA Unified. When we talk about digital citizenship, here's the definition. Because if you, you know, Google do digital citizenship, you will find many types of interpretations. But when you look at here in LA Unified, this is the, the consensus that the task force really provided that guidance for. Like, let's all come to a consensus. You know, sometimes we might not agree, but we can have a consensus. About it, and that really, really helped. But you also asked about professional development and kind of that importance. I think again, lessons learned, lessons learned from the past. Um, you know, if you just ask folks to to make a change without giving them that organizational, having that organizational change management strategy in place, there there may not be much adoption in whatever change you're trying to do. And I wish that when I was a a brand new principal, that I had learned some of these strategies. That's why we have been very methodical in calling out when we're leveraging change management strategies. You know, for example, a, a lot of our professional development, I should say a lot of it, all of it is built on a continuum to meet our learners wherever they might be on the path of transitioning and making these shifts of integrating technology to support academic achievement you know we always start with an awareness piece you know why do i have to do this right and and building that momentum you know and then building off of the awareness well i have to do this this is why this is our this is our big why and then building on from that to that awareness piece you have the awareness then you have built into the desire part of it like now the individual because this change really is an individual human change although yes we are Dealing with technology, but it's still a human aspect to it, and I think that's that's really um, I think what sets us apart from most uh, technology initiatives. That we are focused on the human aspect of this work.
1: Wow, <laughs> that is a lot of strategy and uh, thinking that's gone behind your method in supporting LA Unified schools and educators in instructional technology. You made mention of you know, re- reimagining some of those supports through professional development to shift instructional practices. And recently, the schools have opened their doors to students. It's been over a month now. And really thinking about this school year and what we've experienced Um, How might we make sure that the technology that we've invested into really becomes used for active learning opportunities? You know, we're seeing a lot of that burnout from students or, you know, their reliance on um, the technology, but how can we ensure that we're using that for learning opportunities and not only that, but meeting uh, each student's diverse strengths and needs? I think that's something that a lot of educators out there are curious about. So might there be any successful or effective examples that you've seen among our LA Unified?
2: You know, um, yeah, I can definitely, that's a, that's a great question because you're right. That's like top of mind for so many educators. I think about the parent community. I know they're wondering like, Hey, you know, we have this big impact. What's happening now, I'd like to share with you, like, there's so many that are happening. I'd like to do so. You know, I know we're, I know this is being recorded. So either re listen to this at a later time. I'd like to invite you to the dedicated LA Unified Twitter handle. So the handle is, you know, at ITI underscore LAUSD. This place, it's a very special handle that showcases the effective use of. Of technology. I always get asked, well, what does it look like in practice? Well, you're going to see exactly from the educators and the educational leaders themselves that are sharing these examples of how they are integrating effective learning strategies and get this, with our most youngest learners. Because, you know, I, I think a lot of times, Um, there's questions. One, I just got one the other day. Really, should our little ones be leveraging technology right now? Well, you know, uh, maybe that's that's a topic for another um, podcast, but I want to just invite you to to, just take a peek on how they're leveraging also computational thinking, unplugged activities. So, that's really important. So, again, I want to invite you to that you'll also see some examples um, of our secondary learners and everyone else in between. Just a little preview before you go there, if you're not there already, you'll observe how students are learning phonemic awareness skills, you know, literacy and dispositions around the early literacy skills. You'll also see how middle grade students are utilizing game based learning. We know. Our middle schoolers, they're like always wanting to level up on the latest and greatest game. But you'll see examples of how our middle grade students are leveraging game-based learning. Forget this, civic engagement. This is what's important to them. This is what is top of mind for them right now. What is happening in the world around them and how it's having an impact on them. You'll also see how high school students are reimagining or imagining, creating, and sharing. And I love this. There's an example on there about creating an ethical app for computer science. So they're doing this right now in their computer science courses. So these are just some of the examples you might see. Also, there's a, a few hashtags I want to put on your radar. Hashtag by ITI where you will be invited into a community of the professional development that we have ongoing throughout the entire school year. There's also another hashtag that I'd love to have you take a look at. It's hashtag DigCitLA. Digital citizenship is one of our key efforts. So that's the hashtag you're going to want to follow, especially as we launch Digital Citizenship Week. It's coming, so you might want to check out that hashtag DigCitLA for some ideas as you start planning your events. Also, let's not forget about hashtag CS for LAUSD. You know, we have a resolution here in LA Unified that by 2025, time is ticking, that all students in LA Unified will have computer science education and they will experience it. So how are we doing on that resolution? How are we doing towards that 2025 goal? Check out that hashtag for some examples.
0: So, you know, I don't want to leave
2: anyone out, but um, I welcome you to visit
0: our Twitter handle. So, yeah, and I will say that given that we're uh, over 700 square miles, right, we don't have the opportunity to go see every school in person what do you what do you think about teachers using and it really the the Twitter you know the Twitter um social media platform so um
2: yeah I if I could frame that a little bit you know earlier I ta- I spoke to you about tw- 2013 2014 again during that time our leaders were very visionary. Our board board members at the time were very visionary. And as a result of that, we created social media policies for not only students, but also for our educators that really opens up the opportunities to have a digital presence with purpose. Whatever the platform might be, right? You know, today it's Twitter. Tomorrow, who knows what it's, what it will be. But those policies are really evergreen policies that allow educators to be thought leaders. There is so much knowledge, so much um, experience, and might I add, expertise in our schools. I mean, we have over 1,300 schools here in LA Unified. This gives us an opportunity to learn about our colleagues, learn about their strengths, learn about how they are handling these really difficult and tough scenarios that are coming their way every day. And, you know, we heard loud and clearly that our educators, they really wanted to share in some way, but just didn't know how. Some of them were fearful of, you know, should I put something out there? Will I get in trouble? Um, so we heard them. And as a result, the team came together, our professional development team came together to really strategize like, how can we ensure that our educators are positioned as thought leaders to really share their knowledge, but do it so do it in a way where we were able to provide guidance and thus. The digital presence with purpose framework was born. Um, in this framework, you will see, and again, we have a professional development for this. So again, I want to invite you with a little plug for that professional development. It happens all school year long. But what you're going to walk away with is you're going to learn how by having a digital presence with purpose, you know, what does that mean? It means that you are sharing evidence of your learning As a thought leader, you're sharing your own knowledge, your expertise. Again, I remember I remember earlier I shared like we have so much expertise within our district. It's time to tap into that knowledge base as well as resources. We have educators who are being creators themselves. They create some really dynamic and impactful resources to share with one another and share within that community. So um, it's been a very powerful. Tool to have these great opportunities to interact with one another. So it's it's been a really big plus and positive, especially this last year and a half. I can't tell you, it's, it's really been a godsend for us to be able
0: to build that community online. Well, Sophia, um, thank you really for um, imparting all those nuggets of wisdom and insights of what goes uh, on behind the scene with the ITI team. I think that is. Um, a fantastic way to give our listeners just really how it is the professional developments that the department offers are um, created and have evolved, right? The thinking, right? As you said, I I always enjoy when you say we're all learners and it's true, right? We all are learners regardless of of what our positions are. I think for, uh, I will ask our listeners, um, you know, for, feel free to share your thoughts on our podcast via Twitter via email, you know, we do have a dedicated iti at lausd.net email. Also, everything Sophia mentioned, the articles, the resources um, are available on our pod page that we will have, and that you can locate at achieve at lausd.net slash iti. We mentioned at the beginning, this is our first pod. And we really want to thank our special guest, Sophia Mendoza. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, thank you for that. And um, I will hand it over to Jamie, who will be providing some quick uh, updates on the upcoming PDs. Everything that Sophia mentioned, you can be experience it firsthand. And I'll turn it over to you, Jamie. Sounds good.
1: Again, thank you to Sophia for providing all of that background around ITI, hugs and kisses virtually to you and to our listeners. Um, so yes, yeah, some of our upcoming PDs we have, Those will be placed on our podcast page. So tons of great things coming up. Just too many, too many to name. You got to check out our website, read those descriptions, and then sign up to join us. So I'll hand it back over to Francisco to give us a sneak peek into next month's podcast.
0: Thanks, Jamie. So once again, thank you, Sophia, for joining us. We are uh, very honored to have you as the initial guest here for the podcast. And folks, next week we have our very distinguished principal, Sarah Gilman from Garvanza Elementary Technology and Leadership Magnet. She will share her story. She will share the evolution of digital citizenship, how that is implemented from the principal to one of uh, her coaches, um, her magnet coordinator, as well as one of our very own ITFs, Wen Wen Chen, will be joining us as well. So please, we invite you to listen back. Um, to join us back to listen for that interesting conversation that we are going to have thank you for joining us for this podcast we thank you Uh, Jamie any final words here for our listeners just looking forward to our next podcast thank you all for joining us
1: and we are looking forward to our October leading for impact podcast
0: thank you all
1: and shout outs to the team working in the background to bring this podcast to life The Leading with Impact podcast was brought to you by the LA Unified Division of Instruction, Instructional Technology Initiative 2021.